Hello, and welcome to the Peach Basket. Today, the problems of properly recording the podcast prevented the pundits from providing their perspective on the playoffs. That's right. Unfortunately, we had some audio control issues. Uh, we didn't identify those till after the recording, so unfortunately, we couldn't catch them during the podcast. Uh, we've edited those out, but we have left you with the last part of the podcast, about 15 to 20 minutes, uh, so you can still hear some great insights from the pundits. Uh, as a courtesy to our listeners for this unfortunate circumstance, uh, you will get the next two podcasts free of charge. That's right, free of charge. Uh, again, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Bimo, what do you think? Do you think Harden can uh, step up and help Embiid carry this load? I think he can. Uh, did you either of you hear that ridiculous Stephen A. Smith take uh, out there? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> so uh, you, you talk about con- <laughs> yeah conspiracy theories, and that's a separate podcast. We won't mm-hmm. delve into that today. But he's got one out there that supposedly there's some chatter that if the Sixers exit the playoffs in the first round, that that does not favor Doc Rivers' coaching future in that city. And then so he's putting multiple scenarios together and saying that somehow James Harden had this plan to get his coach of choice, which is Mike D'Antoni, back at the helm in Philadelphia and be able to have D'Antoni be the coach there for the future. First of all, let me just squelch that and say that's a ridiculous conspiracy theory. No NBA player is thinking about leaving a team to go to another team so that then you can get the head coach out of another team out of the league. That's just ridiculous. Um, I will say that James Harden, uh, none of us are surprised by the fact that he's struggling in the spotlight. I think that this has been his detriment throughout his career that when the lights shine the brightest, he kind of hides and they need a lot more from him. They need a guy that can come in and hit three pointers at will. They need somebody that can break you off the ball and just create those, uh, you know, fast break opportunities. I think that he, I don't know if he's lost a step or whether the fact that, He's just really trying to figure out where he fits in this team, but I expect more from him tonight. And if he shrinks and does not do enough tonight, I think that the Sixers could be in trouble because the more games that you go out, the more those little, um, let's call them, you know, monkeys that come off your back that start to chirp in your ear. I think that that potentially has enough to possibly derail them and have their playoff chances come crashing down and they might exit. So I think if they don't win tonight, if James Harden does not have a, a good game, let's not go with, he doesn't have to have a great game. He needs to have a good game. And I think that the Sixers are the better team. I think if he has a good game, the Sixers win that builds a lot of confidence for them going into the future. So I look for the Sixers to close it out tonight, and I think that that is a strong possibility. But if not, look out. Toronto could get uh, could get hot. Yeah. All right. And it sounds like if, they, uh, if the Sixers lose, you're blaming it on tripping monkeys. So uh, I think that's something <laughs> to look out for. Um, we'll, we'll also glance over 
or we'll give a brief highlight uh, for Toronto. Scotty Barnes, Rookie of the Year. Um, I disagree. I had Mobley. Disagree. Disagree. I think maybe there's something to be said for he's the the rookie still playing in the postseason and helping his team. So um, arguably there's there's something to be said for that. And I'll I'll take a stab actually at your uh, at the conspiracy theory too. If any of that's true, I don't think it is. But if it were, and the Sixers still win, how much more do you look at Embiid as like the MVP that he can uh, single-handedly then push his team, will his team to victory, even if Harden has got other plans? Yeah, I think that um, in my mind, Embiid did enough this year to, to be that MVP. I think that he's certainly gone out and put up numbers that you would say are very, very... Uh, superstars, team leader, whatever you want to call him. Uh, He certainly is the MVP of the Sixers team. Uh, Nobody's going to take that away from him on that team, even if Harden comes out and balls out for the next multiple games. So I think that, uh, yeah, Embiid has enough to to, uh, take that team and put them on his shoulders. And I think that um, he... He doesn't want this to go to a game seven. He needs this series to wrap up tonight so that they can mentally prepare for the Heat, uh, which would be a a good opponent for them. I, I think that the Heat like their chances against either one of the Sixers or the Raptors, but you know, the Sixers have got a lot of work cut out for themselves. They they've got a a difficult path to the championship, and I think that we're going to figure out just exactly where James Harden and Joel Embiid stand starting tonight. And also, well, I just wanted to really quick touch on what you brought up rookie of the year. Unfortunately, I, I, you know, Scotty Barnes had a great year in my mind. He was a third place finisher to uh, Mobley and also Cade Cunningham. I think both of those guys really had great rookie seasons and it's not the, the guy that lasts the longest, um, you know, which, Maybe that's what some of the analysts were thinking. I think that that should have gone to either Mobley or Cunningham, and I don't think Scotty should have won that award. But that being said, uh, you wanted to ask what my take is on what? On the Heat versus the Sixers? Yeah, who do you see winning that? So uh, I'm going to make a bold prediction. I I say the Heat are going to be able to rest uh, Butler, obviously, and Lowry, and I think that I mean, don't forget, we talked about Oladipo. He played a pretty good game in game Mm -hmm. five against the Hawks. I think um, that team defensively presents too many problems for the superstars of the Sixers team. And I think that one goes in five in favor of Miami. Yeah, I'll agree with those points. I think, um, you know, expect Butler to be back. And B's got uh, a little bit of an injury thing going on, like hand or something, right? So, that, yeah, plus the struggles of Harden. I don't think – I think it's Miami and six is my take. Pete, what do okay. you think? Yeah, I am thinking if uh, Philly can close it out tonight, I um, think that the Philly Heat Series will definitely be a tight one. Um my early thoughts on it are the uh, Heat are a deeper team. They um, have more uh, depth, and I think that the Heat will uh, take it in seven. All right. So we got the last two uh, 
series round ones in the East, those are done. So we've got Milwaukee, they beat Chicago, and Boston swept the Nets. Um, we, I, I want to hear brief uh, surprises or highlights from those both, both of those first two uh, series, as well as who do you think is going to win them that matchup, Milwaukee versus Boston? Pete, let's start with you. Brenton, can you uh, take this uh, one first? You got it, buddy. So my take on this is going to be, um, let's start with Boston, Brooklyn. I think all three of us are surprised and shocked by a sweep. Mm-hmm. Nobody saw this coming. I think if memory serves me correct, all three of us selected Brooklyn to ultimately win the series. Uh, yep. You can fact check me on that, uh, Chris, but I think we all had Brooklyn as being the the one to kind of take that over and win. Surprised, yes, but after watching the first game, I think defense set the tone for that series, and I don't think that uh, with Brooklyn struggling to shoot the ball for most of the series, I don't think that we, we, none of us should have been surprised after watching the game plan being executed in game one. I think that Boston, like the Miami Heat, are putting a precedence on defense, and they are just picking apart teams uh, with their uh, active hands on defense for creating steals, uh, causing turnovers. And I just think that you look at a Brooklyn team that was very frustrated. Um, again, lots of smiles, lots of handshakes, hugs. Uh, after that series was over, I don't know if everybody is just um, proud of Jason Tatum and the the player that he's become. I certainly think that he deserves a lot of the accolades that have been placed on him this year. He certainly stepped up to the plate. I think he's playing really great basketball right now. And I think that, um, you know, you, you talk about the matchup between Boston and Milwaukee. I think um, in the East, this is going to be my new favorite matchup um, because I think that both of these teams bring to the, the floor uh, certainly a lot of, you know, aspirations for going really, really deep this year. I think that Milwaukee obviously wants to defend their championship. And I think that uh, with Boston playing all the defense that they're playing, that this is going to be a fun series to watch. I personally think this one's going to go the distance. I think Boston does take it, but I think they need seven full games to wrap up the series. And I think that the reason for that is because that uh, Chris Middleton will not be playing at least for the first couple games for the Milwaukee Bucks. We don't know how long he's going to be out with that MCL sprain. So I think that not having one of your perimeter sharpshooters to be able to come up and make some plays certainly hurts them. But I, I think that Milwaukee's deep and they have the potential to force a seven game series. That being said, you know, Chicago, um, I had a lot of hopes for them. Uh, starting against the Milwaukee Bucks, I thought that they could have been surprising and they could have made an effort to uh, push their team further. Um, potentially, I don't remember what my take was, Chris. Can you remind me? Did I say Milwaukee wins this? Yeah, we all three of us had the Bucks winning. Okay. Uh, did I call out the number of games or was I way off on that? Uh, you had Bucks in five, so you nailed it. All right. So I can't even remember my good predictions. So there we go. Double win. Um, double win for me. Um, yeah, I think that Chicago, you know, certainly the 
Levine absence did not help them. Uh, Caruso going out with an injury certainly hurt them as well. But the Bucks were just too much for the Bulls to handle. And uh, we got the matchup that everybody, uh, as far as seeding goes, selected as the you know conference semifinal. So I think that's going to be a great series. Bucks, Boston. My take is Boston in seven. All right. Pete, you want to give your uh, your thoughts on this? You want me to yeah. throw mine out there? Thoughts on, uh, thoughts on Boston, Brooklyn. Um, I was very surprised at the sweep. Um, I feel like Boston was doing a really good job defensively on KD and Kyrie. Uh, they were being physical with them. They were forcing the refs to uh, call fouls. And I think Brooklyn is still lacking uh, some of that depth that uh, we've uh, touched on as uh, far as the heat and uh, some of these other uh, teams that are still in the playoffs. Um, So, and I also think that Steve Nash, who I loved as a player was totally out uh, coached in this series as well. Um, So that's uh, something to keep a eye on in uh, future playoffs, because I think that Brooklyn will definitely be back in the playoffs in uh, the uh, season's upcoming. Um, (coughs) Thoughts on the Bucks and the Bulls. As a uh, Bulls fan, it was definitely a tough series to watch. I uh, did have a glimmer of hope when the Bulls took game two. Um, And then they had issues with uh, the bald eagle there, Alex Caruso uh, getting a face fracture. Zach Levine getting the Rona. Um, and when those uh, things both went down, the uh, Bucks smelled some blood. And they basically just took uh, care of business because they are the defending champions. So um, as far as the Bucks, Boston, I would say my knee-jerk reaction slash prediction is Boston in six because the Bucks do not have Chris Middleton, um, which was not a huge deal because the Bulls were very, very shorthanded there in that uh, first series. Uh, but I but I think the Bucks not having their second uh, best player, uh, Boston is going to take it in six. All right. Uh, well, I'll jump in here. You guys already covered a lot of the, I think, main points, and I agree with those. We all thought the Nets would win that series I was surprised no one did they lose they got swept and when you look at the Celtics I think it's just kind of impressive what they're doing since the all-star break they're the number one team in the NBA uh and they're they're hot right now they've got uh the time lord is back Marcus Smart defensive player of the year I think they've got a strong they're strong on both ends of the court and I think that's what is propelling them to uh these you know, being able to sweep a team that a lot of folks, you know, you look at Durant and Kyrie and think, oh, you know, they can, uh, they can make it tough. No, not really for the Celtics. Um, that was surprising. And I, I think it was never in doubt as soon as they got out there and started playing. On the Milwaukee series, you know, again, sorry, Pete, the Bulls lost. Uh, even with, 
we, you know, we talked various injuries and stuff. Middleton was out, but Giannis played well. Grace and Allen stepped up and is apparently a great shooter. Uh, and they just had enough players to, to pull it off. And, you know, everyone's going to have some dings or someone going down with injury or COVID or whatever. Um, but the deeper team will prevail. And that seems to be what happened in this case. And I, I am looking forward to this matchup. I think uh, Celtics and Bucks, that's going to be a good one. I do think, you know, Celtics, they're hot right now. I think I did see it that Middleton is out for the whole series. And uh, that is huge. You know, they're second leading scorer. They are a deep team. They've got other people that can step up, but that also changes your balance. Like what you've been doing for the whole season. Now you got to change things. Um, I don't, I expect some people to step up. I expect it to be probably a six game series, but I think Celtics in six. I think they're, again, strong on both ends of the court. Giannis is going to do his best, but I think the Celtics are just playing too well right now. They're they're peaking at the right time. So that, yeah, so is it true that defense wins championships? You know, you look at what Miami and Boston are doing, and they are just shutting people down, and as a result, they are moving ahead. So maybe it's true. I think it is. There's a lot to be said for defense. But yeah, that's a, I think that's a wrap. We, we've got a good stance now in terms of where most of the series are. A lot of the first round series are done. Some might be closed out tonight. We might have three of them close out. And looking forward to round two. Any final thoughts? Pete? Watch out for the Timberwolves. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Bimo, anything uh, for you to close out? Uh, nothing of substance. I just think that, you know, uh, it's really fun to watch a lot of these young up incoming stars uh, put their showcase of talent forward. And I'm looking forward to some good games tonight as well as this weekend. So, yeah, good opportunities to tune in, watch some basketball. And again, thank you, Light Bulbs, for sponsoring us today. <laughs> yes. I agree. Looking forward to rolling into the next round of the playoffs. It's sure to be filled with highlights and surprises. So stay tuned for our reactions as we get closer to the NBA Finals. Thanks for listening. This has been Peach Basket. This guy is ready. Love it. Love it. Somehow I'm starting to sweat. Bears beats Brown University. Well, you better look out if they're backing up. Happy birthday!